I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to a special 2017 end of year show featuring the action movie expert and the author of Life of Action, Mike Fury. If you enjoy this podcast, then why not subscribe to the show via iTunes? That way you will never miss an episode. And if you do that, please remember to write us a review or leave a star rating. That'll help to boost the podcast in the iTunes ratings. You can get in touch with the show via email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com and remember to keep it locked to the website kungfumovieguide.com plus our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, thank you for your support this year and I hope you enjoy this new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. (laughs) Okay, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, food followers everywhere around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, 2017 end of year special. Uh, I hope you're well, wherever you are, uh, and I hope you're having fun at this festive time of year. My name is Ben Johnson. Thank you for joining me. So this is a this is a first for the for the podcast. Uh, we've not done one of these end of year uh, shows before, so I do hope you enjoy it. There's lots to fit in to this uh, roundup. It's been a particularly action-packed uh, year for martial arts movies. We'll be doing a rundown of the best martial arts films of the year on this show, as well as highlighting uh, the worst films of the year. And uh, we'll also be sharing our thoughts on some of the key martial arts movie news and stories that's uh, been making the headlines in 2017. And there's also going to be a little uh, uh, Christmas present exchange uh, going on, which I'm very, uh, very much looking forward to. Uh, but before we do all of that, let me introduce you to my guest, who's going to be giving his opinions on some of the highs and lows of uh, 2017. It's the author and action movie expert, uh, Mike Fury. Mike, how's it going? Good, thank you, Ben. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you too, and Happy New Year. Yes. Are you uh, are you excited about Christmas? Are you a generally are you a fan of uh, of, of Christmas? Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. You know, it's it's a nice opportunity to take a break. Hopefully, unwind. You know, you see friends, family, and everything. Yeah. Catch up on some movies. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, just generally, it's a good opportunity to kind of um, de-stress, relax a bit, and That's hopefully right. get get refreshed for the new year as well yeah 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 uh just personally mike have you had a good year so what's 2017 been been like for you i know yeah. uh, I've, I've seen you quite a bit throughout the year yeah. and you're always busy doing doing something right yeah no it's been good it's um yeah i mean a lot of cool movies as well and um you know personally for me i've done some you know been lucky to be involved in some cool stuff 
Plus, you know, things like involvements in Comic-Con, um, being at the Accident Man panel with Scott Adkins and the team. That was a great this day. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah really I remember cool. that. So, I saw you there doing all that. That was, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. really, you know, a great privilege to have the opportunity to do that and hopefully more of that kind of thing next year as well. So, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some good memories for sure. Yeah, great. Good stuff. Uh, fans of the show may uh, remember that, uh, obviously, Mike has appeared on the show before, uh, on the uh, second episode of the show <laughs> in 2016. That was uh, a good lesson for me. Uh, obviously, don't record a podcast in a pub, I think. <laughs> <laughs> would be the uh, uh, would be the uh, the lesson learned there. Uh, we're in quite different surroundings uh, today. I suppose we should uh, just explain just the general sort of setup. Uh, we're we're in your home. We're in your lovely yes. house. Yes. Thank you and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for inviting me over. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking there was loads of greenery and trees uh, on the way over here. It's something we're not used to seeing yeah. in uh, in London. So uh, it's like Enter the Dragon, <laughs> <laughs> being in the garden with with Mr. Braithwaite. We should also say actually that um, we're recording this in the first uh, week of December are we in the stone the first week of December mm, yeah sounds right uh, so this will obviously go out over the Christmas uh, period you may well be in the sort of throes of the holiday season already when you're listening to this if that's the case Merry Christmas everybody yeah, Merry uh, Christmas yeah I hope you're all having a lovely time listen okay so there's lots to, to fit into this show today Mike coming up we're going to be counting down uh, some of the best martial arts films of the year just generally Mike do you think 2017 has been a, uh, an okay uh, year for for martial arts and action movies. Yeah, I think it's um, it's been it's been really good. It's been really varied as well. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk more about some of the specific examples. But there's a really good mix of um, the more genre, you know, pure martial arts based stuff, um, which obviously we we always enjoy. But then also some good big budget blockbuster level action movies that feature martial arts prominently so yeah. it's a good it's a good integration of that and there's and then there's great stuff now on tv netflix and etc so there's a real um real mix and it's nice to have that variety I think, yeah sure. ab- absolutely before we get going with everything i think we should do the uh the the present exchange okay. <laughs> do you want to explain so, to the right so listeners? we should say so i texted mike before we did this uh recording uh, and i said as it's you know the season of uh, goodwill and mm-hmm. present uh, giving it uh, would be a nice thing to buy some martial arts or action movie related mm-hmm. uh, gifts for each other and we've set ourselves a strict budget here of uh, no more than 10 pounds yeah. so do you want to who wants to go first because mine's mine's in my bag over there okay. should i just go and should, should yeah, i go and grab it go grab it okay. and i'll uh, actually if you cannot look in the other bag but sure. grab that one as well. <laughs> okay so I'd like to draw attention to the fact that Ben has actually wrapped his present and done this properly. So Mike's just given me a, a, a lovely, a lovely bag uh, there, which says, uh, "What does this say? Walking in a winter wonderland." That's beautiful. It's a lovely uh, festive uh, it's, it's scene. It's a bag isn't it? you'd give to your elderly aunt. <laughs> it, it probably is. Yes. So here we go then. Okay. So this is a small collection of things you can use all together in one evening. Yes, Mike. It's like a little mini hamper. Yeah. Fantastic. So we've got. Uh, okay, so we've got some beer, some uh, Coors Light. Yeah, Van Damme's beer. Van Damme's beer, of course it is. Yes, this yeah. is Van Damme's mm-hmm. beer. Uh, we've got some uh, Mr. Kipling, uh, exceedingly good uh, ice top mince pies. Thank you so much. You know, I haven't even had a mince pie no, yet this, this year, so that's yeah. that's great. And we've got some Tetley tea. <laughs> the green Te- tea. The, the green tea, yes. This this is lovely. And then there's a DVD. Is this a DVD? <laughs> yes. 
the film Hard Bastard on uh, DVD, so, which I have not seen. I have not this seen is it, Huang but I've, I've yeah, Huang Jang Lee directed by Godfrey Ho, so it can only be good. That I mean, that's they they are called wonderful it's called Hard Bastard. But, um, <laughs> I've never seen it myself, but I've I think that's actually out of print now. So I, I wow, um, where did you get this? Mate? Just um, found it on eBay. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's always I've always been drawn to that title. Um, oh, and it should be good hopefully but what see what's what the intention is there for you Ben is to have a nice evening in you've got your beer you've got your mince pies this is scary hard bastard and yeah. then the next day when you're feeling a bit hungover and you want to go and practice Tai Chi on the beach you can use your green tea use your green tea up, yeah. thank you Mike this is painting a, a perfect picture of uh, how I'm going to be yeah. spending Christmas that's fantastic thank you so much so I bought this okay. first over the internet that came through it's only uh, that was £8 okay. I think and then this made up the additional yeah. um, I'm op- I don't know yeah I'm opening this do I need to describe it it's kind of a flat shaped present thing, yeah it's relatively soft it may be pointing it towards uh, uh, oh, something right. along the clothing oh, uh, line wow, oh, <laughs> wow it's, a, it's a ninja outfit I think <laughs> Is that right? It's that's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, shirt it's dark ninja. I'll put a picture of this up. Um, it's a shirt with hood, trousers, belt, and mask. So that's you right. Get everything. In the picture, in the in the guy posing on the cover is a sword and a pair of nunchucks. I'm assuming they're not included. They are not included. The nunchucks and the uh, the yeah. sword uh, are not included. I've actually in I've got package. a pair of nunchucks upstairs. I don't have a sword, but I'll <laughs> make do. But no, that's very cool. Thank you very much. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so initially, I was looking down the sort of weapons route, yeah. uh, but then uh, you know that sort of flashed up there, and I thought, you know, who doesn't need a, a ninja exactly. outfit every now and then? If I need to go when you got some ninja to do, yeah, you've got yeah. exactly. To make up the money, I okay. did get a little additional oh, thing. Thank you. A smaller but perfectly formed present, and it is right, Star Wars glow in the dark lightsaber pens. There you go. It's very so cool. That's um, the, uh, how that works. Writing no will idea. be fun forevermore. That's very. But yeah, cool. if you ever Thank need you to, ben. I don't know, write uh, write in the dark. Yeah. I mean, whoever does that, they glow in the dark. They glow in the dark. Yeah. So then there's exactly. there's there's that. Um, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Ben. Cool. There we and go. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, Mike. Thank you so Thank much you. for these. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. My address is money. Money? So, we're gonna gonna kill you. We're gonna do some highlights of the year, highlights of 2017. I recorded a little link for this. Do you wanna wanna hear that? Yeah. Highlights of 2017. There you go, so that's... uh, that's the highlights of 2017 link. Mike, I thought we'd start with one of the big stories of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which was the release of uh, Gong Shao Do, uh, or GSD, I think as it's um, uh, referred to. This is a short kung fu film. It went live on the 11th of November 2017. It stars the Chinese billionaire and CEO of uh, the Alibaba group, uh, Jack Ma. Uh, Jack is a very interesting character. There's some great footage of him talking about uh, climate change with Barack Obama back mm-hmm. when uh, he he was President Obama, uh, and there's another clip of him dancing to a Michael Jackson song. Uh, so uh, he's quite an interesting guy, and uh, he's appeared on this, and it's a kung fu, short kung fu movie uh, designed to promote another one of his interests, which is Tai Chi. He's a um, uh, practitioner of uh, Tai Chi. He's very pa- 
passionate about that. Uh, and of course, if you're going to make a short kung fu film and you're a, a billionaire, who are you going to call to uh, you know be in this thing? But uh, you know, some of the biggest names in in martial arts movies uh, is produced by Jet Li, uh, and Jet Li uh, features in it as well. But so does uh, Donnie Yen, uh, Tony Jaa, Wu Jing. There's fight choreography by uh, Yen Wu Ping, uh, Tony Ching, and uh, Sammo Hung as well. Um, Mike, have you, you you've you seen you're aware of the Gong Shao yeah, yeah. Do uh, thing? Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you make of all this? Yeah, I mean it's a cool thing. It kind of came out of nowhere a bit. I felt it like did, didn't so. It, it was um, I know Jet Li. I think was teasing some content to begin with, and people yeah. kind of because he doesn't make as many films these days. So obviously people would naturally be interested in what he's up to. That's right. Um, but no, it's an interesting thing. I mean, whether I, I don't know. I've read I've read kind of comments and views on on both sides. People that sort of favoured enjoyed the film, and some people that weren't as keen on it or felt it was something of a vanity project from yeah. Jack Ma which I mean it obviously is to a certain extent sure. but then you know you, I, I'd, uh, I'd counter that by you know saying if you could you know if you could bankroll all these guys coming into your film wouldn't you yeah, or you would do, do that wouldn't you and yeah. he's obviously you know he's a martial arts enthusiast he's really really big into the subject and, and very yeah, passionate you know? it seems to come from a genuine place mm-hmm. at least he is someone who's always talked about Tai Chi as being mm-hmm. something that you know he is very passionate about Jet mm-hmm. Li obviously shares the same uh, feelings there as well so um yeah, and it's and it's quite good fun as well. Like yeah. he's he's not um, it's uh, it's not a totally serious thing mm. as well. So yeah, it seems quite good. light-hearted, and it's um, you know it's sort of it's quite reflective, um, yeah. but it's also it's fun and it's it's short. I mean, it's twenty minutes or you know um, whatever the, the the final length is. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think people are quite overly critical with some of this stuff I mean it's not like I mean it's a short that's appeared online you, you, you're going to see it for free it's not it's yeah. you know you're not being charged to watch it you're not going to the cinema you're not renting it um, you can watch it and enjoy it or if you watch it and didn't think as much of it it's not cost you anything and it's yeah. kind of you know I always think with all of this stuff respect to anyone that actually goes out and makes a film and gets it done and you know whether it's a short or a feature um so yeah no it was good fun it's nice to see those guys doing something a bit different as well and actually bring them together on screen yeah i was going to say maybe we should uh, talk a little bit about jet lee because obviously mm-hmm. you know he's been away from movies for for for, for quite a while he, he's suffered quite a bit from ill health mm-hmm. as well over the past few years so so that was really great to actually see yeah. him in, in front of the cameras again that was that was yeah really, it's nice really to good. see him and obviously producing and being involved in that side of things because i think you know a lot of these guys i mean i know someone like donnie yen is very much integrated into the filmmaking side and takes a keen interest in that clearly and someone like Jet Li you know should definitely do more of that if he's able to and you know as much as maybe you can't necessarily do the same things on camera that you did once do there's no reason why you can't get behind the scenes and I know I I think that Donnie is probably a he's an exception to the rule because he's you know he's still pushing out amazing fight choreography and directing and action directing and doing all this crazy stuff alongside appearing on camera and, and doing these great fight scenes not everyone can do that and we wouldn't expect everyone to do that but you can definitely get involved in other areas doesn't have to be you know leading a film Wolf Warrior Two. Let's let's get into yeah, let's get into this. Sure. Wolf Warrior Two obviously stole a lot of headlines this year. This was the action-packed sequel uh, to the 2015 film Wolf Warrior, uh, written by, directed. Uh, produced and uh, starring Wu Jing. Wolf Warrior 2 made box office history in 2017 when it became the highest grossing Chinese Mm -hmm. film ever made. 
uh, and I've got some figures here, Mike, which are quite astounding. So this is according to cbu.cn. Uh, the film's domestic gross hits 5.67 billion Chinese yuan. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of 870.3 million US yeah. dollars. Yeah. Um, so that makes it the second highest grossing film in a single market ever behind uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, um, which took uh, 936.7 million dollars in north america this won't be featuring in my top five mike that's, that's fine i know i know your thoughts on it and we'll, we'll discuss it i couldn't get on with this film i struggled uh, i i struggled with this film i can deal with films that are really bombastic and uh, and over the top but as soon as it tries to go into territory where you know it's really trying to make you take a lot of the subject matters more seriously than it should i find that hard to get on board with okay. with some of that well i mean i don't i don't think that's any different to it but it's, it's a very you know it's a very patriotic film as i'm sure everyone knows whether whether they've seen it or not yeah it's quite clear from the trailer and everything i mean it's no different really to you know a hollywood film like a michael bay film something like that um in terms of mixing you've got the kind of the i guess cartoonish violence and action but it's interesting that you know this film is a is obviously a, a been a huge deal in China and I think it's a it can only really be a good thing in terms of putting Chinese action cinema on the map globally it's great that it also it teamed up the uh, the Chinese filmmakers Wu Jing and so on with uh, 8711 the Russo brothers were on board absolutely got um, Sam Hargrave on board doing the stunts and looking yeah. after the action so it's really got that that Hollywood level action real cinematic top level action and then you've got Frank Grillo playing the villain which is very cool and interesting to see so, so I think you know I it's difficult because obviously you can still have your critical opinion of it but then on a on a um as a, as kind of a news piece it's it's still an interesting story for sure absolutely yes and the story continues they've announced that wolf warrior 2 is going to be the chinese entry into the oscars mm-hmm. next year yep. so that's interesting uh and wolf warrior 3 has also been confirmed of course it has wolf warrior 3 let's just make some predictions they seem to put a, a westerner uh, as a as a villain in the first one obviously mm-hmm. scott atkins uh was the the, uh, the baddie in the first one frank grillo in the second one uh who can we expect do you think in the in the third one they've got a you know i mean you know the the amount of business the second yeah, one's done. I think- there's a lot of scope I mean they could have literally any probably pick of the pack in terms of Hollywood actors um, Van Damme we could yeah no it would be quite, and it would be great to have maybe an expendable style have an ensemble you know put together more of a team on both sides good good side and bad side yeah yeah um, there's definitely scope for that and it's a huge it's become a huge franchise so I think yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do Wolf Warrior Right, we need to talk about Steven Seagal. <laughs> so, I know you've got a bit of a fascination with Seagal. L- yep. Last time I saw you, we were talking about you know some of his more recent outputs, mm-hmm. and you're you're someone who still you I know still you like you to, jump yeah. into his career every now and again. And no, I still. Of... I mean, obviously, like all of us, I'm sure you know we're old time Seagal fans. I mean, since I was a kid. The films I grew up with, you know, you you have your staples. You've got, you know, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, yeah. Van Damme. And Seagal was in there. And I love all those films still. I enthusiastically watch them on DVD and Blu-ray and everything. And I love love watching the old films. Seagal is 65. He turned 65 mm-hmm. uh, this uh, this year. He was given Russian citizenship, uh, of course, by his buddy, uh, the Russian 
president, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And there were rumours this year that he had actually uh, relocated and lived out there in, in Russia uh, permanently. Uh, in May, this sparked a reaction from Ukraine, uh, who banned him from entering uh, the country. Uh, they said he uh, posed a national security threat <laughs> due to his um, uh, allegiances with, uh, with Russia and his mad Aikido skills. Uh, and in September, he spoke live from Russia to the British TV show uh, Good Morning Britain, where he was interviewed by Piers Morgan. Um, did you see this interview? I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a few things to say during the, during the interview. Uh, he, uh, it was around the time of the NFL protesters taking a knee during the national anthem. He labelled them as disgusting. That was his words. Uh, and he defended Putin over claims that Russia had influenced the result of the US election. Do you want to hear a clip, Mike? Yeah. Why don't we really be honest here, Pierce? Let's, let's be really honest. Uh, every country is involved in espionage. Every single country. The American spy, the British spy, the Russian spy, we all spy on each other. Let's be honest. However, for anyone to think that Vladimir Putin had uh, uh, anything to do with fixing the elections or even that the Russians have that kind of technology is, is stupid. He has an interesting way of, uh, of saying Vladimir Putin yeah. there, doesn't he? <laughs> It's uh, it's it's interesting. We can just hear that again. Vladimir Putin. So uh, that was a clip from Good Morning Britain uh, earlier in the year. So Steven Seagal. He sounds a bit like a uh, James Bond villain there in that clip, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I guess what you could do in a situation like this is just think, like you know, going back to the the old days. What would what would Nico do? What would Gino Fellino do? And exactly. I think they'd probably think he's a villain now. It know? seems like he just doesn't really care. No, anymore. he's, you know, he's doing, he's just doing his thing. And yeah, yeah. Vladimir Putin. In uh, other news, Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie Chan's had a fantastic uh, year. So he turned 63 this year. One of the first movies I remember catching this year uh, was Rail Railroad Tigers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I used to have trouble saying that. Railroad oh. Tigers. Then uh, Kung Fu Yoga came out yeah. on uh, Netflix here in the UK. Then there was Bleeding Steel as well. There was a lot of stuff that came out over uh, YouTube that's yet to land. I believe that's coming out over Christmas time mm -hmm. in China. Um, and then he lent his voice to two Hollywood uh, kids movies. Uh, he was in The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. Uh, and he also featured in the Lego Ninjago movie, um, which I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, a, that was a good fun movie. And to top it all off, uh, he appeared in the film The Foreigner, um, which will finally come to the UK on the 15th of December on Netflix. Uh, Mike, you brought my attention to, yeah. to this because, uh, you know, I've been, we've, we've all, you know, all the UK fans of Jackie Chan have been, um, you know, just soaking up all of the press surrounding The Foreigner. Uh, it came out in uh, Hollywood quite a while ago now, a yeah. good sort of month or so ago, I think. Uh, and he did a, a whole whirlwind of uh, press to, to promote the movie. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, it was quite disappointing that, you know, it's great that we're going to finally see it and it's coming to Netflix so um, so that's great anyone with a Netflix account um, but why haven't we got it on the on the big screen yeah I don't know it's a shame that some of these things I don't know I mean the release windows seem to be getting better worldwide like they are tightening the gap a little bit yeah. so we're not waiting as long it seems that's um, true in most cases um, but yeah a film like that it looks from obviously we can only go by the trailer it looks you know a, a, 
a cinematic film, a big film. You've got a good cast, good director. Yeah. It would be nice to see a film like that on the big screen. Pierce Brosnan's also in yeah. this film. It's uh, it's a more serious, dramatic mm-hmm. role for Jackie Chan by the looks of things. Uh, it's certainly being sold in that way anyway. And it was filmed in the UK mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it seems like, you know, that's a prime audience there yeah. that, you know, that the, the people would want to go out and see a, a serious uh, role for Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's just disappointing, I guess. Sometimes when this these yeah, it's just uh, it's uh, and obviously you know Bond. You got Pierce Brosnan there. It would be you know great to see him doing more of this kind of film. So I mean you know I I, I guess it's you know you can get get past the fact that um, we're not going to see it on the big screen, but you know I look forward to seeing it on Netflix, and I yeah. hope that I you know hope that it hope that it lives up to expectation because I know for for myself personally I'm sure for a lot of other people there's a lot riding on it do you feel sometimes that because of these release schedules that these films don't actually necessarily get get the big sort of releases that they need uh, that they deserve and that sometimes you know in the UK we're slightly starved and don't get them till you know sometimes a lot further down the line can you be surprised that some people you know go to torrent websites and stream them online do yeah you it's uh, it's I, I do understand it. I mean obviously I don't agree with it at all and it's not something that I I get involved in myself but um, it's also just things like when there's you know when there's releases for example a film coming out in the US and it's not coming out here um, obviously those customers who would be avid buyers will just import the American DVD or Blu-ray and then you think when the film does ultimately come out if it does come out in the UK um, the sales are going to be that much less because now you're not you're not just relying on the DVD buying market. There's actually even, even fewer people because a lot of them have gone elsewhere. So it's um, you know it's in everyone's interest I think to kind of marry up the international releases as much as possible, just to maximise you know the profits and their return. And uh, hopefully you know I think I think it's moving in the right direction. But it's difficult I think when you've got different companies, different distributors worldwide. If it's a studio release, it's probably easier where you've got you know a big company releasing um, across across the across the world in different yeah. territories. When it's different distributors and different companies doing things in a much more fragmented timeline, that's when it's a bit more tricky. I think, yeah. but. I mean, hopefully it's going to improve. And just regarding that, I should say, listeners, that I am in front of the infamous Mike Fury DVD wall, the wall of fury. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's 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 quite a phenomenal uh, DVD Blu-ray collection that you do have here, Mike. Oh, thank you. Man. Very good work. Very good. <laughs> I'm many, very envious. Many, many years of collecting. A uh, quick word on Jackie Chan. What a what a great guy. I mean, you know, he's still he's still the man, isn't he? Yeah, no, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan again, you know, going to back to the old days. Yeah, I'm glad that, you know, he's still he's still doing his thing. And he's I think even in the films that and we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, some of the films that aren't maybe on the same level of some of his other work. And, you know, I, you mentioned before Railroad Tigers. I personally enjoyed Railroad Tigers. I, I thought it was thought perfectly yeah. pleasant. Yeah, yeah there's a, still you get a lot of the key ingredients of the Jackie Chan films. Yeah. Um, you can see these identifiable traits that are consistent in his work. So he's quite a consistent person for the most part. It, I think he's, at, unfortunately, in some cases, at the mercy of the productions he's involved in. First and foremost, he's an entertainer, isn't he, yeah. really? And his films, uh, whether you, uh, you know, uh, like the movie or not, he's he's always uh, going, going for that sense of fun there isn't he and it's 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 hard to actually really dislike a Jackie Chan film because he is still so likable isn't he yeah and and I love I love the darker work you know so we mentioning um the foreigner yeah um uh, you know, equally, I was a huge fan of the Shinjuku incident. A few, mm. I think that was actually that was quite a few years ago now. Yeah. But as a darker type of entry, and he's done a few films like that. People think, you know, oh, it's his you know, big dramatic role in uh, in the Foreigner. But obviously, he's been he's done this quite a few times before, yeah. and then can still mix it up with the the trademark slapstick action comedy. Yes. It's nice to see him still still doing yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Chan. Yes. 
to Hennessy. Please find out the names of the bombers. I work for the government, not terrorists. You used to work for them. I don't know who the bombers are. I don't believe in you. Mike, I just wanted to quickly do a recap and uh, champion, really, the, the homegrown martial arts uh, movie talent uh, that we have here in the UK, which was uh, featured uh, prominently uh, this year at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Uh, so that took place in September 2017, for which you were you were a sort of guest of honour, Mike. <laughs> I, I wasn't a guest of honour. I was a... Uh, that's a very kind <laughs> turn of phrase. I was, um, I, I was one of the judges. Yeah. Um, so I had the opportunity... Um, is very kind of them to give me the opportunity to see the films a bit early ahead of the festival and then have us have a say with a few other um, a, a few other judges and of course you know competition was was really fierce because there was there were so many great uh, uh, short movies that were that were shown there uh, a full list of the movies can be found on their website fightingspiritfilmfestival.com it was the second year that they've done it uh, and it's getting bigger and bigger every year I did do an episode of the podcast from this year's event in which I managed to speak to quite a lot of the filmmakers on the day including the event organiser Sue Cole and here's a little snippet from my chat with her and this was her response when I asked her uh, why she had decided to launch the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. One is to help kind of inspire people to do martial arts and get interested in martial arts and the films and because I was a little girl I watched The Karate Kid and that was the first time I'd seen martial arts it inspired me to go and do martial arts and then um, do it for a long time and then I kind of did a bit of odd film work and then, then here we are we put the movies and the martial arts together and we're showing other people's films with their martial arts in it as well and hopefully inspiring other people to do it. The other thing is to help build a community so people can come together and enjoy these films and also kind of promote these filmmakers because the next generation has to come through and get their film shown. Sue Cole there, that's taken from episode 22 of the podcast. So the winners uh, from the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, best short film uh, went to Blindsided, which I thought was was fantastic. Yeah, amazing, yeah. That's uh, Eric uh, Jacobus. Yeah. His, his work and his um, his team, he works with Eric, um, you know, they're very creative guys, obviously very physically talented, great yeah. martial artists, great choreographers, but just you know great stories great concepts and really giving a flavor of a character and a story and a scenario in literally a few minutes and that's a real gift because you know you get you get more more from that than you might get in some features which is a real achievement and there was an award for best action choreography mm -hmm. uh, that went to express delivery this was so good Bo Fowler uh, who has uh, been around for for a while now mm -hmm. and just you know he's always uh, runs his own production company he's a writer a director he's a martial artist actor great actor uh, and uh, choreographer uh, the co-star is Sonny Lewis this is a real entertaining short isn't mm -hmm. it yeah no it was great I mean uh, I was also uh, really you know honoured to be handing this award over so mm. um, um, but was, was, was a well. friend, and yeah. it was, you know, it was a nice thing that you know we know each other. I could I could give him this award, and definitely well earned. Yeah, looking forward to to whatever they do with that. Yeah, I think they're definitely. expanding on, on on that whole thing as well. So that's exciting. Audience Choice Award went to Kowloon Killers. Uh, spoke to Leif Johnson mm -hmm. as well there on on the podcast. Uh, that's a great sort of Hong Kong uh, homage, I'd say, isn't it? It's all set in a, a convenience store. There's a heist that uh, happens, and the star is Tian Huang. Uh, he's a, a great martial artist and. The choreography in there is fantastic as well isn't it so that's a ju just deserved uh winner really isn't it I yeah no that was great and again yeah very uh eastern influenced really felt like a a triad movie the kind of triad films we grew up with in the sort of 80s and 90s that's which right. i think was a big influence behind the film anyway so it had that real uh that real hong kong flavor and i think it was actually shot in the uk which was uh quite quite, quite interesting they exactly. really captured 
the look and the visuals and obviously the uh, the locations and the the cast was great and the action's great so yeah quite violent as well which I yeah. enjoyed yeah, well, yeah it was wasn't it yeah, yeah. while we're on the subject of uh, just championing uh, UK independent cinema uh, I just wanted to flag up a couple of other releases this year in particular Brian Larkin's short film Dead End uh, I know this has been doing the circuit quite a bit at uh, various film festivals it's been picking up uh, uh, a lot of awards as well Brian also features in uh, Ross Boyas' new film Vengeance uh, uh, this is a movie which got its uh, premiere in New York uh, at the Urban Action Showcase. Uh, it stars uh, Gary Daniels and uh, Stu Bennett as well. So that one's doing the rounds. I haven't personally seen Vengeance yet, but um, uh, I very much uh, look forward to, to getting around and seeing that. So uh, just flagging up there a lot of the, the UK talents that uh, have been working really hard this year mm-hmm. uh, on some really exciting, uh, exciting yeah, projects. definitely. <laughs> I wanted to mention, obviously, a few of the people that we've lost during uh, 2017 uh, who have all contributed in some way to the wonderful world of uh, martial arts and martial arts movies. In March, we lost Philip Coe. Uh, he was 67. Philip worked on uh, so many classic uh, Golden Harvest movies and Kung Fu movies, uh, things like uh, The Mars Villa, uh, The Hot, The Cool and The Vicious, uh, Tiger on the Beat, Invincible Armour. Uh, the Dragon, the Hero, he's in Dragons Forever, uh, the uh, Jackie Chan classic. Eastern Condors, On the Run, there's so many uh, great Philip Coe movies. Uh, and he was a prolific director as well. He actually gave one of his very last interviews to uh, the filmmaker Michael Worth uh, when he was making his Bruce Bloitation documentary earlier in the year. Um, so we very much look forward to uh, that project uh, coming out, I believe, in 2018. In August, we lost Robert Tai. Uh, Robert Tai is the uh, visionary Taiwanese uh, fight choreographer and actor, um, best known for his work probably with the Venoms and Alexander Lowe uh, and John Liu as well. He was a close friend to Toby Russell. If you go back to the very first episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide uh, podcast, uh, Toby talks uh, in quite a bit of detail about working with Robert in in the 80s. So that's uh, uh, an interesting uh, podcast to go back to. Uh, 2017, uh, we lost quite a few uh, big Hollywood names as well, uh, including Adam West. Adam West was famous for uh, the Batman TV series and probably Family Guy as well. He's probably quite well known for that. Um, He died in June, aged 88. Obviously worked uh, at the same network as Bruce Lee in the 1960s. Uh, They were both at the ABC network together when Bruce was doing Green Hornets and there was a crossover episode of Batman and the Green Hornets as well. Uh, John G. Avildsen died, uh, Oscar winning director of Rocky but uh, he also directed the first Karate Kid movies he passed away aged 81 in June and we also lost Fred Weintraub uh, in March Fred is probably most famous for being the producer of Enter the Dragon although he helped to uh, sort of launch quite a few names uh, in in Hollywood and give them their their first breaks including Jackie Chan uh, for the Big Brawl or Battle Creek Brawl he produced that movie Uh, he did a lot of movies with Jim Kelly off the back of the success of uh, Enter the Dragon and he helped to launch Cynthia Rothrock uh, in Hollywood as well in the China O'Brien films. More recently, we lost uh, Willie Chan, uh, Jackie Chan's manager, uh, former manager. Uh, Willie had worked with uh, Jackie for 38 years. He got him the job uh, for New Fist of Fury in 1976, and he helped to launch uh, uh, the JCE Group, 
um, the production company that then went on to make all those wonderful Jackie Chan movies in the 80s and also into Hollywood as well helping to produce um, uh, Shanghai Noon and The Tuxedo and movies like that Uh, they remained very close friends uh, even though they'd sort of professionally disbanded in 2009 despite that Jackie always referred to Willie Chan as his brother Mona Fong as well Uh, she passed away in November Uh, Mona was the wife of the Shaw Brothers co-founder Sir Run Run Shaw uh, but she was also a big uh, singing star in her own right throughout the 50s and 60s Uh, she moved into film production at the Shaw Brothers studio and produced uh, you know some of the best kung fu movies ever made Uh, 36 Chamber of Shaolin uh, Five Element Ninjas uh, Chinatown Kid uh, eight diagram pole fighter my god the list is uh, is endless there so there we go that's a sort of rundown there of some of the people that we've lost uh, throughout 2017 so thank you mike they're the main headlines from the year uh, it's also been a great year for the podcast as well i've been fortunate enough to have uh, quite a few amazing guests featured on the show in 2017 and to celebrate this fact i've compiled a little best of clip featuring uh, a number of guests from the second season of the show so in this clip you're going to hear from in in this order scott adkins the Doctor Strange star and martial arts teacher Zara Fivian, the John Wick fight choreographer and uh, stunt extraordinaire J.J. Uh, Perry, French actor and jailbreak star uh, Celine Tran, the filmmaker and Bruceploitation expert Michael Wirth, the German action movie star Matthias Hughes, and the final voice that you're going to hear is the Asian-American uh, Crouching Tiger 2 actor and martial artist Juju Chan. So here you go. Here's a little roundup of uh, the best of uh, the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast from 2017. Scott Atkins, nice to meet you. Thanks for How being on the you? show. How are you, Kung Fu Movie Guy? <laughs> yes. I think when you've no. done a few B-movers, you become tarred with that brush. Right. Um, I knew this going in, to be honest, but, you know, you want to work, you want to provide for your family. Um, so I'm seen as that guy now, but I wish that they would give me the break. I think I've earned it. I deserve it. James Bond. <laughs> exactly. Barbara. <laughs> yeah. I know you listen to the Kung Fu Movie Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now is the time. <laughs> The shoot is wet, but the martini is still dry. <laughs> You've never experienced any prejudice being a uh, female? female? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have, yeah. And uh, the, the prejudices that I have sort of um, <sighs> experienced, I guess, has always been from males. Uh, and I think as a school owner as well, and being a successful female yeah. martial arts school owner, you know, maybe I hurt some, some guy's pride. Yeah. I don't know, but I've always, you know, risen above that and just carried on as I yeah. sort of do and believe in what it is that you, you try, you're striving to achieve and I think yeah. that's always kind of been my, my outlook you can't make a man or a woman do anything they don't want to do and I've had a few really crazy experiences in this business too where you know part of your job is to na- navigate the emotional intelligence of a millionaire child yeah. you know like that becomes a, a, its own you know problem sometimes I'm, I was in the army bro I'm not you know I'm not like uh, I'm not a psychologist I mean I'm not you can see me when you see me you can tell I'm not a rocket scientist I'm pretty much like let's do it bros come on yeah if they don't want to do it you know I'm just like alright bro I can't make you go on, go on back to your trailer and drink your Diet Coke we'll figure it out you know 
I think we all eventually end up doing the things we want to do, don't we? I think yes. it just it take it can take a while sometimes. Yeah, to, because uh, because of the education, the family, the society, uh, you lots of people limit themselves, and uh, and then they feel frustrated and they are like, oh, I wish I could do something else. Oh, but you are lucky because you you do something you like and they complain, but they yeah. just forget that they they always have the choice. Yeah, and it's yes. not easy, of course. It's n nothing is easy, but it's always possible to to change, you know, to yeah. to, to make uh, different choices. You know, there's certain people, and it's you know, you got to give them credit where it's due. You know, there's certain people that come along and just leave that imprint, and they don't leave. You know, whether it's Monroe or Dean or whatever that represent something within the confines of this, you know. Uh, genre or you know art or whatever you know I mean you may you may today go look at the UFC fighters and think well this guy would probably take Bruce out in two seconds or you know whatever your your head is as a martial artist but as a personality he still reigns supreme if you are 6'6 six, six and you look like Brad Pitt and you have the muscles with it people will resent you yeah yeah uh, it's too much too good of everything so but if you are like a Dolph Lundgren Dolph Lundgren has an edge to it. Uh, in Dark Angel, he toned it down to be looking normal. Yeah. But if you look at him in uh, Red Scorpion, for instance, right? Or any of those, his jawline, everything, he looks like a motherfucker that is good looking. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's personality is really warm and friendly and, and, and cheerful. She's super cheerful on set. She will spend time to hang out with us after after work, we'll go, you know, dinners or, or drinks or karaoke. So, karaoke. Yeah, yeah karaoke. So nice. She, she's great. <laughs> what was her song? <laughs> oh, what was oh, what was her song? Can't remember, but I remember we all had fun because we also drank. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Vladimir Putin. Now it's time for the best and worst film rundown of 2017. This is what everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> So, okay, so we should say initially we compiled a list, didn't we, of the martial arts films that were released in uh, 2017. There was a lot of films on that list, and I have to hold my hands up and say I haven't actually seen all of those right. films that are necessarily on that list. So if there is some, if there's a film that you think definitely should have been included that we haven't mentioned, uh, then I'm sorry. Uh, but by all means, just, you know, just send us an email or complain on uh, social media or whatever you want to do that's absolutely fine we'll start with what we think and when we say the worst well i've got a little a link recorded for this by the way so just the worst martial arts film of 2017 it's quite it's quite dramatic 
that was my voice as well. I don't know if you can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, Mike, what's on what's on your list? Um, I don't like. Okay, so my we should say we don't like. like I don't, I don't doing like this. what I don't like to use the word worst because the thing is again it's subjective. You know, a film I love might not be a film you love, or you know, we'll we'll have different experiences, different films. But yeah. I guess it's just what you you know what you're let down by or what you feel could have been better yeah maybe um, the 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 biggest disappointment of the year <laughs> yeah or you know in this case i'm going to go for a surprise um, okay so i don't know if anyone's seen a film called diamond cartel um yes. it's on netflix i believe still it was previously on netflix i think it's still on netflix yeah really crazy surreal so interesting weird. strange film so weird. um I, d- I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess in a way, it's kind of it's 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 the best and worst for different reasons. Well, Mike, I did the review of this and I gave it one star okay. on the site. And now, um, the more that we we've, we've talked about this before in the yeah. past, uh, it's it's such a strange film, isn't it? I mean, yes, it's obviously awful, but. Um, there's so much to talk about with with this yeah. film, isn't there? It's a film made in Kazakhstan, yeah. uh, which is interesting. In which itself. is interesting yeah. alone. And I was fascinated to see what Kazakhstan looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you've never, I've not been to Kazakhstan, but it looks lovely. I think one of the highlights for me um, is the cast. I mean, it's got such a, a weird, a kind of a weird and wonderful cast. It's got a really diverse. Uh, yeah list of names so um i've guessed it's probably most famous for being peter o'toole's last film <laughs> um which you know that's not funny in it's in itself obviously but the fact that peter o'toole is in this movie is very it's very strange isn't it yeah. and we should say it's billed as peter o'toole's yeah. last movie but uh, he's in it for i want to say it's like a cameo basically. it's very much yeah. a cameo isn't it before we get into that maybe we should say the film was original we haven't seen the old version of the film this is the thing i think it's been it's been recut and released as diamond cartel which is now available on netflix but the history is a bit different isn't it yeah so it was initially released in russia in 2015 uh under a different title so it was known as the whole world at our feet it's then uh since been uh redubbed and this american version diamond cartel as you say is is the version which is currently going around what would be interesting in a case like this i think is if we had the opportunity to see the whole world at our feet i mean it might be a more a more tangible storyline. They might, it might, yeah, it might be more coherent, and there'll be things there that were you know omitted from the later version because it did feel like Diamond Cartel's very heavily cut, probably more in favour of the action really mm-hmm. highlight. Which yeah, you know, yeah. for this kind of audience, um, for the action audience and for for a, a Netflix audience, maybe makes more sense cut it to a leaner running time, yeah. focus on those elements. When I watched it. I, I just tweeted shortly after and my I think what I basically said was I literally don't know what to say but I, I don't I, I don't know I mean it's, it's rare to find a film that does leave you just completely speechless yeah, but I definitely wasn't bored no. I was quite confused I was very entertained and I was I was waiting for a lot of these cameos I wanted to see who would come up who would crop up next which is I'm often get immediately killed yeah so it was unpredictable yeah uh, we should say the storyline is a sort of version of true romance in a way, I guess, where you've got a setup where two childhood sweethearts find themselves in possession of some uh, stolen diamonds. I think this is just from what I can remember, Mike, and yeah. this is my can, understanding of the story. Me, yeah, and then they sort of go on the run, and then there's Kerry Tagawa is after them. He was the head of one gang and then there was another uh, Amanda guy, uh, one of the main bad that's guys that's right yes yeah and he's giving a full 
Val Pacino thing going mm. on. He's very loud and he's um, uh, really going for it. So that's that's interesting. And then just some really interesting actors. You know, you've got, like we said, Amanda Santi. We've got Carrie Tagawa. Um, and then cameos from Olivier Gruner. Yeah. Um, Don Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah, yeah he's in there. And... Um, who else? Mike, is Michael Madsen's in there? Michael Madsen's well. in there with uh, Tommy Lister. Yeah, yeah. And really, Kung Fu movie fans will be pleased to see Bolo Young yeah. in a film. Now, um, would you say he's used to the, the, to the best of his abilities, would you say? Uh, probably not, if we're no. being completely honest. But it's... Um, I don't know. It's an interesting... Again, it's more of a cameo kind of role, I guess. Yeah, he sort of plays a bodyguard. And he's in the background of quite a lot of scenes. And I'm sure that he falls asleep at one point. <laughs> but again, this is the funny thing. He's He seems quite under, underutilised in yeah. a lot of scenes. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the original cut, maybe he was in it more. It's interesting. You can't say you've ever seen, um, you know, Don Wilson, Olivier <laughs> Gruner... Um, Peter O'Toole. And Peter O'Toole and Bolo Young and all these yeah. guys in the in the film together. It's it's pretty unique. It's going to be difficult. They'll find us, no matter where we go. If I told you anything, I'd be screwed. And if you're going to screw me, I'd expect you to buy me dinner first. I'll show you what a real Kazakh Chateau Bolis feels like. You could be my prince, and the whole world will have to follow our orders. Jump. Finally, now it is the time to reveal uh, our favourite films of 2017 in our list of the best martial arts films of 2017. The best martial arts film of 2017. So I don't know, uh, we, we don't know each other's lists, we've not uh, conferred or anything. We're going to start with our number five. Number five. Mike, what was your number five? Yeah, my number five is controversially for you, Ben. Wolf Warrior Two. Yes. Which yes. I, um, yeah, I just I really had a lot of fun with this film. I thought it was you know a great, um, great action spectacle, great action, very entertaining, great achievement for Wu Jing. Um, but also, like I said before, I think um, really went a long way to helping stamp and establish Chinese action cinema on the map globally, and you know collaborating with the Chinese filmmakers and the Hollywood stunt team and creating this real, this kind of world-class, you know, epic action movie. And it's definitely a franchise I'd like to see more from. So that were, that was a highlight for me. I, I mean, absolutely, you know, for a, for a huge sort of bombastic uh, action movie, it definitely, um, you know, had some some sort of standout uh, set pieces, I guess. I guess my, my issues with it were all... Um, very broad strokes uh, uh, with regards to a lot, a lot of the way it dealt with its uh, politics. I do think it was no different in that sense to most other commercial, big commercial action movies. Hollywood's done it many times. Not saying that that's good, sure. that they all have, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of, it's something, I guess, in a way we've come to expect of a type, certain type of film. But I thought that for what it was, it, it delivered for the most part and you know it was a it was a, a, a spectacle that I enjoyed and I, I rated so based on that that's why it was in my list my number five Mike I put down as uh, Logan to me I always associate uh, the Wolverine films with uh, with martial arts I've always been a fan of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine as well I always thought that he he sort of adds a good level of uh, theatrics 
but he's he's very charming in the role as well and I was really impressed with with Logan I thought the central relationship between him and uh, Professor X was essentially uh, you know the real driving force of that film really uh, and you're seeing two great actors working together uh, in this sort of father son dynamic Wolverine's now taking on this role as a, as a carer for uh, Xavier as he's uh, got worsening dementia I thought that was very touching and very moving it essentially feels more like a road movie doesn't it I guess than a sort of standard uh, X-Men supernatural comic book uh, movie but then having said that it still had the same sort of thrills and spells you'd, you'd expect I guess from that franchise so there you go that's our number fives so Wolf Warrior 2 and uh, and Logan shall we find out now what our number four is mm-hmm. number four so what's your fourth favourite film? Of yeah, the my fourth is Tak Sakaguchi's new film, Reborn. Yes. Um, I think it counts as 2017 because it, it's, I think the official release date is listed as 2017, but it also got its UK premiere during 2017 at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. So that was a good thing in itself to be able to have that opportunity to see yeah. it early. And then the film is finally going to be released by, I believe, Eureka Entertainment That's right, in yeah. uh, 2018, early 2018. Yeah, so. Yeah that's a really good one I actually look forward to seeing that again already even though I saw it relatively recently I do look forward to watching it again and I'm just a big fan of um, of Tak's work um, Versus and y- Yakuza Weapon um, and his many other um, really tough <laughs> no nonsense uh, action films that he's done he's a great actor I find him to be have a very brooding um, quite a menacing and unsettling <laughs> screen presence Um and he, I mean, obviously, he's a nice guy in real life. but yeah. he's got that 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 strong. You, presence. You've met you've met him. Yeah, before, I um, yeah, I've met him and interviewed him, and he's yeah. a very nice guy. But obviously, is is a very tough tough dude. He works very very hard on the action scenes and designing very physically demanding action of himself. You know, expecting a lot of himself, but expecting a lot of the people he works with. Yeah. Takes a lot of hits, full contact hits in his fight scenes, and delivers them. I'm sure. Um, and actually, what's interesting about uh, Reborn is um, him and the stunt team designed. Uh, a new form of martial arts basically for um for for the sequences drawing on a lot of influences weapons and knives and close quarters combat so i think for anyone um who's interested in martial arts but also screen fighting in general it's nice to see something a bit visually different and quite engaging in that sense and he has some very some very brutal fights it's actually it's a very violent film so it's not for everyone you know from a martial arts point of view it's probably more like something like the raid that level of intensity and kind of visceral action but um, I really enjoyed that one so I would highly recommend it uh, number four for me I've put is uh, Jailbreak okay. so this is Cambodia's first martial arts film uh, it's been compared to The Raid quite a bit I guess just for its general sort of setup so the story is very much uh, about a sort of police unit uh, that get locked within a prison a very tough prison and the inmates um, uh, sort of take over the prison they've got to fight their way out so uh, I guess from that sort of setup. Uh, it's quite similar to The Raid and it's also quite similar and it promotes a, a Cambodian martial arts style so The Raid obviously promoted uh, Penkat Silat and this promotes the Cambodian art of uh, Bokator and it does feature a lot of uh, sort of real life Bokator um, fighters as well but uh, there's, there's, there's a real light heartedness to this film as well uh, so it doesn't necessarily share the raid's intensity but having said that you know the action scenes uh, come in thick and fast the choreography's uh, uh, fantastic and it, it promotes some some real talent based here in London as well so Jean-Paul Lee who stars in this film and 
and Lawrence Pansel. They've worked together on some short movies uh, together in the past. Uh, they trained uh, here in London and it's great to see them being given this uh, platform in a feature film like this, uh, which was uh, very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. It was released here under XYZ uh, Films, which is the same distributor as The Raid. Hopefully it should get a good uh, you know, Blu-ray DVD release as well in 2018. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't yet seen jailbreak i'm quite embarrassed to admit that and um i have some friends on the team you know people involved in the film so i really look forward to that and i know that the 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 guys are very talented so i look forward to to seeing their work i think you'll enjoy it mike when you do when you do go yeah i mean i think there was it's been one uk screening so far yeah Uh, that was the one i couldn't go to so unfortunately but hopefully if it gets a good release um you know DVD, Blu-ray, Netflix, etc. I'll definitely yeah. be seeing it, be first in line, yeah. Okay, on to number three. Number three. My choice of number three is Atomic Blonde. Um, Good choice. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this film. Um, probably, you know, it, not, not loving it quite as much as John Wick. Mm. I mean, it's a different thing. You don't have to treat... A lot of people are comp- comparing them side to side, and I suppose by extension, I just have as well. Yeah. But, you know... There's I guess, a connection yeah. there, though, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's, and there's, you know, even in the storytelling, arguably they're saying there could be a kind of a link in the mythology, that kind of thing, which would be interesting. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, obviously, 87-11, Chad Stelsky, Dave Leach, those guys um, creating these these great cinematic universes and they've really shown I think that that they can really build this kind of character and build a universe around them yeah. build amazing action around them and it makes for great storytelling it makes for great action filmmaking so I loved Atomic Blonde obviously Charlize Theron was amazing she's um, just phenomenal yeah. in that and film. she's I'm, I'm more and more of a fan of her I mean I've, I've been a fan of her for a long time anyway but I definitely become more of a fan as the years go on and she oh. does films like this and it just makes you and Mad Max as well yeah she yeah Mad so Max you know, it that. just makes you you know drawn to her even more and she's such a great talent obviously an amazing actress and so brings that dramatic quality yeah. to the role but then you know that she put in and she did the Keanu Reeves thing that we would now refer to probably months of training yeah. a lot of actors don't do that and especially yeah. at her level the top level you know she could be doubled she could rely on other things but she's happy to kind of get in the gym and sweat and try spending months yeah. training with the stunt guys and obviously the results pay off on screen um and it was just a great it was a great film i love the 80s vibe i love the setting and obviously the infamous stairway uh, sequence so good was, was I mean great. this so Atomic Blonde was just outside of my top five but mm. it was going to be my sort of best of the rest roundup mm. it definitely deserves a mention uh, that stairwell fight's just phenomenal yeah. isn't it I mean it's it's billed as a one take fight mm-hmm. scene and there's some edits probably hidden in there yeah. uh, but you know it doesn't lose the, mm. the power of that does it it feels like you know one big exhausting unraveling mm-hmm. uh, action scene I, I just thought it I, it just blew me away that's, yeah, that, yeah that's it was really great good. my number three is I guess a similarly uh, female fronted action movie The Villainess mm-hmm. critically acclaimed film from South Korea I was lucky enough to see this there was a screening at uh, Fright Fest here in London and it was it was on just the most humongous screen ever the action scenes are filmed predominantly in a, in a sort of first person a bit like I didn't see that hardcore Henry mm. film. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very much done from a sort of first-person shooter, like a computer game. I'd never seen that uh, before, and it, I, I thought it was a very effective uh, way of filming a lot of uh, those scenes. Just as a purely visceral, slightly bonkers uh, action movie, I thought it was uh, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike, we're coming up to our number two. Number two. 
Okay, Mike, uh, your number two. My number two will go to Savage Dog. Ah, yes. Now, I'm uh, obviously a big fan of many of the people involved. Jesse Johnson, the director, Scott Adkins, Kung Lee, uh, Marco Zorro. Real interesting cast here. Um, what I really liked about Savage Dog is I felt it to be a very different kind of film. Um, we haven't really seen anything quite like this before. Um, set in Indochina, I believe, 1950s, various shady characters from different parts of the world working as mercenaries in this kind of, I suppose, um, slightly forgotten place where the story is set. And I'd know, never seen yeah. a film sort of set around that time, and mm. it actually it, it forced me to sort of read up a little mm. bit more about what was going on mm-hmm. around that time as well. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting... Uh, time period yeah. to, to set a movie, and again, it was you know at its at its heart, it's a, it's an action genre yeah. thr- film, maybe more of an action thriller, yeah. um, with more dramatic build up in the start, and then it goes more crazy with the action towards the end, where yeah, yeah. It, it takes some interesting turns from, you know, some some nice fight scenes, but more maybe brawling hand to hand style fighting into crazy beheadings and all this yeah. kind of stuff some quite for, interesting stuff quite uh, different for Scott to mm. sort of uh, adopt yeah. a, a, a character yeah. like that isn't yeah. it really so yeah. again something different from that sense but also yeah just I found it to be a very fresh uh, very fresh story and very fresh type of film so you know versus some, something like um, Boycott Undisputed Undisputed um, for obviously that's great but it's it's an evolution of the Boyka universe whereas this was something completely different that we haven't seen before Jesse actually does this quite a lot is kind of building this ensemble ensemble cast with interesting actors that you might not associate with um, with a certain type of character but mixing it up a bit and putting yeah. them in different roles putting Ju- you know Juju Chan in a non-fighting role give her yeah. a chance to do something more dramatic based but someone like Marco Zorro in quite a he, he looking rather dapper in like a suit and, That's and, right. and kind of like hat, nice hat yeah. and um, but then of course they have some crazy shootouts and some crazy action later yeah. in the film so it's, uh, it, was, it was it was very different and that's that's what, uh, what I think really really struck me about it yeah again that missed out on my top five but I okay. did enjoy I yeah. enjoyed Savage Dog I enjoyed, yeah. uh, enjoyed that quite a lot my number two is John Wick chapter oh, yeah. two just a massive John Wick fan in general mm. I just think it's uh, you know a fantastic uh, evolving uh, franchise it was fantastic to just uh, dip back into that world and learn a bit more about things that were touched upon in the first film that really got expanded on in the in the second film uh, I think Keanu Reeves is just perfect for this aging assassin uh, stoic uh, kind of figure the action scenes are very uh, violent and uh, and quite brutal in bits brought by JJ uh, Perry but there is a certain lightness to the film usually when you know uh, films get a sequel and then they they get a uh, a bit more of a budget that uh, certain other aspects are sacrificed along the way but uh, I didn't get that with this I still mm. felt like it uh, still felt very engaging uh, and I wanted to know more about, about the characters and the fight scenes are fantastic it felt like there was more jujitsu moves going on there uh, Keanu Reeves obviously you know puts uh, the effort in in the training as well mm-hmm. and uh, that really that really showed in this movie I thought it was great okay so let's reveal our favourite films of the year. This is our number one. Number one. Mike, I think I know what your number one is. Yes, you just articulated it very well, but for me, yeah, John Wick Chapter 2. Um, really thought this was a great expansion on the, the universe created in the first film. I loved the first film. Um, to be honest, I probably still actually like the first film more than the second film. I really liked the simplicity and the honed yeah. nature of um, of this man, this mission, what it's all about. 
but you know, I loved I loved John Wick Chapter Two, and I thought it was a great um, expansion of the universe. I loved um, I loved all that all the crazy stuff they were showcasing for the um, the assassins, the hotel, the fashion, the uh, the tailor, yeah, the, the armored, the sort of the ar- armored clothes and the guns and all that yeah. stuff was great. I loved Common's role. Um, Common's brilliant with his great fight scene, probably yeah. one of the best fight scenes. I'd agree. Yeah, um, but I loved the multiple assailants. Obviously, you know, there's so many opportunities to throw people on the ground and yeah. shoot them in the head <laughs> yeah but um but you know and, and i did feel i mean one criticism that some people had which i thought was interesting is that you know john wick's too invincible he just kind of walks through all these guys but i did i did feel personally more he was more under threat yeah looking ahead to chapter three i think you know putting him under more pressure in even more of a vulnerable position it'll be interesting to see where absolutely that goes. where yeah. that's going to step up to because he, he's you know there's a big bounty on his head now and all the yeah. assassins are after him yeah. my number one film of the year Blade of the Immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade of the Immortal, I thought, was just superb. This is uh, Takashi Miike's 100th film, apparently. He is the director of movies like uh, Audition and Itchy the Killer. His standout masterpiece in my eyes is uh, 13 Assassins, a great um, uh, samurai film. Uh, Yakuza Apocalypse mm-hmm. from a few years ago. He's done... Uh, you know, kids' adventure films to, uh, you know, something like Audition, which is, uh, you know, pretty uh, horrific and similarly Itchy the Killer. They're quite confrontational films. Blade of the Immortal is based on a a long-running manga series. By all accounts, there's only one director that would have been brave enough to actually take on trying to adapt a a manga series like that into a feature film, uh, and that would be uh, Takashi Miike. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the story is about an immortal uh, samurai. His skills are uh, acquired by uh, a young girl who witnesses the death of her parents and she calls this um, samurai into a sister in her revenge. As much as it sort of sounds uh, straightforward, there's lots of elements to this story which on the face of it, similar to how Takeshi Miike makes a lot of his films, there's a lot more to it than Mm -hmm. than that. Uh, There's themes uh, of, you know, what it means to take revenge, uh, what it actually means to die as well. So there's lots of uh, uh, you know meditations on uh, on death and obviously you know being a character who is incapable of dying what the consequences mm-hmm. of that actually are I thought it was fascinating but not only that anyone who's seen that big epic battle scene at the end of 13 mm-hmm. Assassins uh, everyone knows Takashi Miike can film a really good fight great scene action, yeah. great action and this film is is full of some really uh, some mm-hmm. really great action as well so uh, personally yes that was my cool. that was my That's film great. of the year Blade of the Immortal yeah. it's just, and is it right it's just had its UK release I believe it's just had its UK okay. release uh, through Arrow Films mm-hmm. so yeah that's my uh, film of the year I think if we're going to combine our top fives and come up with uh, you know an overall film of the year it's got to be John Wick 2 yeah. isn't it really well we, we agreed we've got it ranked highly in both cases exactly yes yeah. so uh, so there you go I guess that's uh, our uh, Ben and Mike's best martial arts yeah. film of 2017 John Wick Chapter 2 John Wick. You're not very good at retiring. I'm working on it.
Obviously, there's a lot of films that did come out in 2017 that we, we haven't mentioned that may not featured in our top five. So thought a little bit of a rundown, maybe some of the, the best of the rest, shall we say, mm-hmm. and also films that are, uh, that are upcoming. Honourable mention, I wanted to mention God of War, which mm-hmm. was uh, a film that um, uh, came out also this year. Again, it didn't make my personal top five, but uh, anyone who's into their sort of military strategy type films, this is um, this is quite an entertaining one. Uh, and I wanted to flag it up because it's got a, a three great Hong Kong kung fu movie legends in it uh, Samo's in this film Vincent Shao is in this film and also Yazuaki Kurata mm-hmm. three guys that are sort of getting on in years uh, but um, having said that they're great in this and they're uh, yeah. you know the kung fu the fight scenes yeah. are, are, are fantastic as well did you want to mention uh, Acts of Vengeance yeah this Acts looks, of Vengeance this really looks looking forward to that um, obviously a big fan of Isaac Florentine um, you know we'll, we'll be I'm sure we'll all be fans of his work from the, the Boyka movies yeah. but Ninja Ninja 2 um, and um, yeah this is starring Antonio Banderas and obviously it'll be nice to see him he's been doing some good work recently Security I really enjoyed yeah it was fun um, and he's you know he's obviously got the dramatic chops again he's an example of somebody who holds his holds his own in that sense but um, is happy to get stuck into the physical side and there were some nice pictures online um, circulating with him training with Isaac Florentine who's a sensei in karate and we saw Antonio in his gi training and doing you know really getting stuck in tim man does the fight design so yeah it's great the 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 trailer looks promising um and um you know i'm just yeah looking forward to i saw some uh some early footage as well tim man was kind enough to show me a few early hints at the action obviously now we've seen the trailer so you get a flavor for the type of film but no it looks great and it looks like a um a fun you know a fun revenge action yeah. movie basically I want to mention Beyond Skyline uh-huh. as well because I know this is coming out uh, this is released on the 15th of December on digital in fact you'd probably uh, be able to uh, get hold of it uh, now already uh, and also there's a, a Blu-ray and DVD release on the 8th of January uh, from Signature Entertainment this is a sequel to the film Skyline a sort of alien invasion movie this is a bonkers film uh, but it's it's sort of knowingly bonkers and there's a bit where one of the aliens does like a roundhouse kick mm-hmm. they're aliens who know martial arts uh, and that obviously gives um, ample opportunity for Iko Yue who is in this mm-hmm. movie and Frank Grillo to uh, you know do a bit of hand-to-hand combat with uh, yeah, with the aliens, aliens. Cool. yeah sounds good I'm on my list it's worth watching yeah. uh, just just for that alone so uh, so yeah there's a few honorable mentions mm-hmm. of some other films that have come out uh, this year in 2017 uh, go and check those out. Okay, that's uh, that's about it then, really, Mike. Yeah, thank you so well, much. Th- thank you, Ben, and thank you for you know, the great work on the podcast. I do really enjoy listening when it's on. Thank um, you. And yeah, I look forward to, I believe, season three. You've got some interesting stuff lined up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the plan uh, going forward into t- uh, 2018. Yeah, obviously more episodes of, uh, of, the, of the podcast. Mike, what's your sort of plans going forward into 2018? Um, 2018, well, I'm, I'm working at the moment on uh, Life of Action Volume 2. Yes. Um, so very provisionally, we've got um, a plan for hopefully and I really hope late 2018 release so it's not it's not right away but there's you know there's some work to do but it's getting there it's going really well um, I look forward to to getting that out there because you know I, I, I would hope and I would think that people that enjoyed the first book will enjoy the next one yeah. got some good names um, involved uh, already and talking to more people so yeah best of luck with, with everything well, there you. I can't wait to uh, to read that and uh, you know any other projects that you're, cool. that you're involved you. in okay that's about it from us 
thank you very much for downloading and thank you for listening to this uh, this is the first time we've done one of these end of year uh, roundup shows uh, I hope you've enjoyed it uh, feel free to drop me an email hello at kungfumovieguide.com and just to close for a, a little extra Christmas treat I'm going to finish now with a little uh, bloopers reel I've edited together a little <laughs> bloopers reel uh, of some of the outtakes of me trying to speak out loud into a microphone which is actually uh, a lot harder than, than yeah. you might think so uh, uh, listen thank you very much Foo followers around the world wherever you are wherever you've downloaded this from uh, happy holidays Merry Christmas Happy New Year and uh, I'll see you in 2018 thanks everyone bye bye podcast all good and groovy Zara is an upcoming cat um <clears throat> Zara is an upcoming guest on the podcast. Uh, Zara, picking up noise, picking up noise. One, two, three. Hello. Um, so go to the website to check it out. That takes place at the Excel Centre here in London. Um, so I will be there uh, checking it out. So hopefully I will be there uh, checking it out. And uh, maybe oh, the MCM con... Ah, uh-huh. I intend on visiting, so uh, if you do see me, just uh, give us a wave, uh, and I'll uh, wa- <laughs> I'll wave back. <laughs> Ice cream man outside. Ice cream man. Ice cream man outside. You can follow us on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can email the show. <coughs> yes. Foo followers, welcome back. That sounded rubbish. One, two. Recording now for four minutes. Hello. Pa, pa, pa. Here we go again. One, two, three. Well, well, well. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that little roundup show there of uh, 2017 I just wanted to quickly thank Mike Ford for joining me there on that Christmas movie ramble listen you can find out more about Mike by visiting uh, MikeFury.net follow him on Twitter at TheMikeFury and uh, check out his book Life of Action that's available wherever you get your books Um, very excited obviously for Life of Action Part 2 which uh, will be coming out hopefully next year so um I will keep you posted on all of that. Um, quickly also, just wanted to thank George Dennis for his uh, technical support on this episode of the show. The podcast will be back very soon, actually. I should have some news to be able to share with you with regards to a new episode. So keep it locked to the usual KFMG channels. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You can also get in touch with me. Hello at KungFuMovieGuys.com. Uh, Okay, that's about it. I'll see you in 2018 when normal business will resume. Thank you so much, Foo followers. Have a very lovely Christmas and a joyous, happy new year. I will see you next time on the podcast. Okay, bye for now.
Vladimir Putin. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 